It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in to another spooky, scary, skeleton edition of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And this week, it is Halloween. That's right, the infamous season has arrived. And all month long, you've been enjoying our not-so-scary Halloween editions here at Disney On Demand. That's right, all month long, we've had special guests, Halloween episodes, and all kinds of fun. And this week, we're continuing that as Halloween has officially arrived. And what better way to celebrate Halloween then to welcome the mother of Halloween Town. Yes, we're talking about Judith Hogue. She's going to be stopping in here at Disney On Demand to talk about her work in the Halloween Town franchise, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Big Love, and currently on the hit show Nashville. Judith is going to stop in, talk about her entire career, and just what it was like being part of this infamous Disney Channel original movie series. Halloween Town. And the Halloween fun is going to continue all show long as we have the D-Team back. That's right, the entire D-Team is here with Tony with Disney by the numbers with the top five things you didn't know about. We also have Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, giving you a little bit of a backstory, a history, and a little bit about the life and career of the one and only Judith Hogue, our special guest here this week. We also have the debut of an all-new D-Team member. That's right, we're going to welcome Jamie, the brand new D-Team member with an all-new segment here at the show dedicated to, I guess, all of you art and animation lovers out there called The Artist Corner. And we have Jason. That's right. He is going to be going into the vault and uncovering a DVD and Blu-ray classic for all of you D-heads out there. We have tons of Disney news, including some fresh things hot off the wire, including George Lucas and the Walt Disney Company. So as Halloween is here, we're getting our costumes on. We're ready to go trick-or-treating that one last time. Watch that Booty You Parade one final moment and put in all those spooky, scary movies. It's time to officially kick off show number 25 of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Happy Halloween, all of you D-heads, and I'll be back in just a little bit. Attention, prepare for a scare as we present witches and wizards, ghosts and gremlins, black cats and black-hearted villains. Get ready for a devilishly frightening time on this wonderful world of Disney. Curl up with a good chiller 
as we present the Grand Pumpkin himself on Scary Tales next for a really good Halloween party. Our story begins after these important messages. I'm the voice of Oogie Boogie, and I want you to know you're listening to Disney On Demand. Ooh. This is the grand prize And their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. When word got out of Walt Disney's plans for a haunted mansion, the ghost relations department at Wet Enterprises was deluged 
with inquiries from assorted ghosts and haunts who were dying to get a look at it. An expert staff of master illusioneers worked for more than 10 years planning everything down to the minutest detail. This is the endless hallway, a misty passage beckoning you to enter, but offering no end. Of course, a model had to be made for the ghost's approval. Come along and follow us. Who knows? Someday you may want to live here yourself. Here it is. They don't look like there's a Halloween party in there, though. Come on. Let's go check it out. I'm not going in there. No, me neither. I'll go. Be back in a minute.
So, how was it? Was there a party in there? No. You guys were right. There's nothing there. Maybe the party's on the next block. Well. I'm David Crancy. I'm the manager of the decorating department here at Disneyland. We're going to show you how to take a little of our Disney magic from our castle to your home. The Mickey pumpkin on Main Street is one of our amazing things that people love to take pictures of. We're going to show you how to make that. You know, our artisans from entertainment came up with some great pumpkin templates that you can find on our Disney Parks blogs. It's so easy just to cut them out, put them right on your pumpkin. You're going to outline them with a pencil, a pen, something that leaves an indentation in your pumpkin. When you're done, you're going to sculpt it out, and you're going to have this great Mickey pumpkin. Now, after you do the face, you want to add the ears, and that's so simple. These are artificial pumpkins, and I just hot glued them right onto this artificial pumpkin. Now, if you're using live pumpkins, you're going to have to use a stick or some kind of a twig inside to actually fasten it because the hot glue won't stick. We topped it off with our pumpkin bats. This is so easy to do with just smaller gourds, pumpkins, and some colored paper. All you have to do is cut it out, glue it on, don't forget the googly eyes, and you've got a great little Mickey bat piece that you can uh, put on a table, on your mantle, it's great outside as well. If you're really creative and you want to get ambitious this year, try the stackable pumpkins. Same process as doing the Mickey pumpkin. All you want to do here is run a dowel through your pumpkins and down to a base that it's connected to by glue, drill it into the base, and start stacking your pumpkins. You can light it with, uh, you know, typical lights that you might use during Christmas in houses or a night light. These provide great illumination. This is fun. Everybody should try this. Come on out to Disneyland. See us here during Halloween time. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff of show number 25 and our fourth and final Not-So-Scary Halloween edition here at Disney On Demand. We hope you enjoyed our month-long celebration, celebrating all things spooky, scary, and Disney Halloween fun with all of our special guests from Ken Page, the voice of Oogie Boogie, Suzanne Blakesley, the voice of Maleficent, Cruella DeVille and Lady Tremaine, and Larry Bagby, a.k.a. Ice from Hocus Pocus. All of our guests have been fantastic all month long and coming up this week on show number 25 as it is officially Halloween. Halloween is here. We have Judith Hogue. Yes, Gwen from the Halloween Town series. She's also been on such shows as Big Love and the current hit show Nashville. She was also April O'Neil in the original 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So Judith is going to be stopping in here very shortly and celebrating Halloween with all of you D-heads. So we've had a fun ride all season long. And remember, you can always check out all of our archives at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com, where you can just spend Halloween, spend today listening back to all the shows and all the Halloween fun and special guests to get your Disney groove on. So as we continue on with this week's show, we have a lot of things planned to keep Halloween in our hearts. So let's move right into Disney news. And of course, let's just talk about the obvious, the one that has been everywhere, and Walt Disney officially buying Lucasfilm LTD with Star Wars Episode Seven to come in 2015. And they've purchased this for $4.05 billion. That is right, D-Heads. Those of us who know a partnership with Disney can only lead to great things. We know it's a smart move, a bold move, and yet one that is just very important for any company. And now Lucasfilm LTD has been bought 
for $4 billion in stock and cash transactions. Yes, Lucasfilm, which is 100% owned by George Lucas himself, seems like a smart and strategic decision to keep the Star Wars universe alive and letting Disney acquire this from him. Now, this is going to be in cash and also $40 million in shares. Now, I personally feel that this is a great move to join forces with the partnership because it is a great way to keep the Star Wars legacy going on for future generations. As they put it, for the past 35 years, one of his greatest pleasures has been to see Star Wars passed on from one generation to the next. As George Lucas puts it, it is now time for me to pass the Star Wars on to a new generation of filmmakers, and I always believe that Star Wars could live beyond me, and I thought that was very important, and that is part of this acquisition. Now, Lucasfilm reflects the extraordinary passion, vision, and storytelling of its founder, George Lucas, stated Robert Iger, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer of the Walt Disney Company. Now, this transaction combines a world-class portfolio of content, including Star Wars, one of the greatest family entertainment franchises of all time, and Disney, a company that is unparalleled with family entertainment and keeping the classics alive. Now, with the new acquired franchise, Disney will take over ownership of Lucasfilm LTD, all of its Star Wars franchise, and its operating businesses. Now, all of its businesses and employees are going to remain exactly where they're located right now in San Francisco, and this also includes LucasArts, Industrial Light and Magic, and Skywalker Sound. Now, the biggest change to come is that George Lucas is going to be stepping down as president, and Kathleen Kennedy, current co-chairman of Lucasfilm LTD, is going to take over as president, with George Lucas staying on as creative consultant for the Walt Disney Company. Now, with this in the works, it is also planning future films. That's right, Episode 7 is going to be coming as early as 2015. So Disney is already planning new films, new franchises, and expanding on the Star Wars universe. This is only going to lead to great things, and it's the current news that's in the hopper. It's been all over the web, and I know Star Wars purists are fully against this, but come on. Disney has already acquired Pixar, Marvel, and look at how great those partnerships worked out, and Disney already knows what they're doing with Star Wars. Look at Star Wars Weekends. Look at the way they have the Star Tours attractions in the theme parks. Disney already knows what it is doing, when it comes to the Star Wars universe. So I have great faith, and I know that this is a way to keep it going on for future generations to come. And seriously, it is definitely a a big, big change that is going to be coming for the Star Wars universe. Now, since it is Halloween, Halloween would not be Halloween without a little trick-or-treating. And how about this one? Now, this is something that I just think is uh, idiotic. And, you know, I I seriously, I know some of you are going to bash me for this, but I just think it is ridiculous. And the food police are urging Disney to remove its characters from candy packs. Yes, you heard me correct. In an open letter issued Monday, top officials from the Center for Science and Public Interest asked the Walt Disney Company chairman and chief executive Robert Iger to stop allowing companies' characters to appear on holiday treats. Now, this is offending products that include Pillsbury Halloween sugar cookies with images of Cinderella's glass slippers baked right in it, as well as packs of lollipops, fruit chews, candy rolls that all feature Disney stars like Buzz Lightyear. And it starts by commending Disney for its recent decision to stop allowing advertisers to market unhealthy food to kids on its TV and radio stations, as well as its web properties. Now, overall, Disney requires that 85% of the food marketed with its characters meet certain nutrition standards, but the remaining 15% leaves a loophole big enough for Lightning McQueen to drive through, writes CSPI director Michael Jacobson and director of nutrition policymaker Margot Wooten. Now, depending on the season, Disney fans with a sweet tooth can both buy chocolate candies in the shape of cars with Lightning McQueen and Tomater, 
and Valentine's Day box sets with Disney princesses, fairies, Mickey Mouse, and even Easter products. Now, how about the latest craze with Frankenweenie and Frankenweenie appearing on a variety of different things as well? Now, I just think this is absurd. I mean, seriously, it's candy. We're not going to live in a candy-free world. Candy is fun. Candy is a treat. It's all about moderation. And you know what? That comes down to the parents. I mean, seriously, D-heads, that is just me talking as a father of four children. You're not marketing it to the kids. These six-year-olds aren't strolling into the store and buying a box of candy and eating it all because they have the money sitting in their pocket. No, it's their parents. So I look at it as, you know what? You want to have your kid have some fun candy? And I will. I will buy, you know, M&Ms with Mickey Mouse on it, but I will monitor how much of those my children are going to eat. I think this is just ridiculous, and it is absurd. And, you know, sound off. Let us know what you think. We have this article posted on our blog at DizRadio.com. Are you a parent? Do you agree with me? I just really think that this is just idiotic. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously. It is candy. They're not marketing anything else. It's not like it's McDonald's selling unhealthy food or whatnot. And even that, it's called moderation. It's called parenting. So what do you think, D-heads? Am I off the rail on this one or what? Because I normally don't speak too many things about my opinion on here. But this one just really got me riled up because it is just ridiculous. Now, continuing on with Halloween news, let's talk about the Disney Parks blog. Something a little more up and up, a little more friendly, and getting me off the tangent of characters being on candy. And how about creating your very own Disney Parks magic at home this Halloween? Yes, on the Disney Parks blog at their official website that you can find at DisneyParks.com, they have a variety of different things that you can do to create a haunted mansion holiday kind of fun. That's right, their friends at Spoonful.com have hundreds of Disney-inspired craft ideas, including great masks for the Haunted Mansion, where you can become a hitchhiking ghost, as well as great Master Gracie and Leota tombstones that you can put inside of your cupcakes. Now, these are great Haunted Mansion-inspired Halloween costume and party ideas, and these are all posted on the Disney Parks blog. You can definitely check it out. They are fun. A variety of them my children and I have already done. We made a couple of hitchhiking ghost masks because... Who doesn't want to be a hitchhiking ghost? But you can definitely check all these out at the Disney Parks blog at DisneyParks.Disney.Go.Com. If you can't remember that, just go to DisneyParks.Com and everything is right there to get your Halloween groove on and have a couple of different crafts this week. Now, stepping aside from Halloween, November is also coming this week. And November 2nd is coming up this Friday. And what else is coming this Friday? Something I am stoked for. As a nerd, as a geek, as somebody who went to the Nintendo Championships back in 1989 and placed second in his state, yes, Wreck-It Ralph is officially hitting the screens on November 2nd, this Friday. Now, Wreck-It Ralph is a 2012 computer animated comedy from the Walt Disney Picture Studios, and it'll be the 52nd animated feature in the Walt Disney Animated Classic Series. Now, the film is directed by Rich Moore and inspired by a script from Jennifer Lee and Phil Johnston. Now, the film tells us the story of an arcade game villain who rebels against his role as the villain and dreams of becoming the hero. He befriends Vanellope Von Schwiez, who has learned that her game is faced with a dire threat that could affect the entire arcade, and one that Ralph may have inadvertently started. Now, Wreck-It Ralph has its world premiere coming on November 2nd nationwide, and it has great names and people attached to this, including John C. Riley as Wreck-It Ralph, Sarah Silverman as Venelope, and Jack McBrayer as Fix-It Felix. Now, there's a lot of great video game characters in this that many of us are going to see and are familiar with, including Bowser from the Super Mario franchise, Paperboy, Qbert, 
Pac-Man. I mean, there's a lot of great people in this. It is definitely going to be fun. If you haven't had a chance, definitely check out the trailer. It is a fun one. If you grew up with video games and having fun with some of these classics, you will love seeing these inside of the new world of Wreck-It Ralph. He has currently been around on the Disney parks, making meet-and-greet appearances, as we spoke about on the last show here at Disney On Demand. But Wreck-It Ralph is hitting the screens November 2nd. Definitely check it out. And are you stoked for this one? If you are stoked for this, definitely shoot us a Twitter feed at DisneyBlue on Twitter.com and, and do a hashtag of Wreck-It Ralph. Now, since it is Halloween, a variety of things going on at the Disney parks is Mickey's Booty You Halloween. Yes, our Booty You Parade, the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, a lot of fantastic things are taking place. Especially today being the last day of, you know, Halloween has officially arrived. But let's talk about Epcot and Test Track's new look that is going to be unveiled. Now that you've learned that Test Track is getting re-envisioned and everybody is ecstatic that it is looking a little bit more like Tron, they are officially releasing a variety of different images to show you the updated look of Test Track presented by Chevrolet. It's going to celebrate a milestone in its construction this week as they unveil their all-new exterior to guests. That's right, the walls are coming down and now you will be able to see the exterior of the all-new Test Track. Now you can see from the images posted on the Disney Parks blog as well as a variety of different websites that cover the parks fantastic the attractions color scheme has been changed from a yellow and black checkered board to the sleek bold look that looks like tron now this is an all-new marquee in which walt disney imagineer melissa unveiled on the disney parks blog back in august and it reflects a sleek automotive inspired design now for those of you just waiting to get your test track on sad to say even though the exterior is getting revealed this week test track doesn't officially open to the public until December 6th when the new Fantasyland opens. So definitely stay tuned for that. And if you are heading down to the Walt Disney World Resort, remember that we will be there as well during that time for the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So all of you D-heads, definitely check it out. The all-new test track. I personally am very excited for this. Now moving on to some corporate Disney news, how about former Disney Consumer Products Chairman, creator of the Disney Princesses and Fairy franchises, Andy Mooney, leaving the company and joining TRC Family Entertainment. That's right, TRC Family Entertainment Limited today. That former chairman of Disney Consumer Products, Andy Mooney, has joined its board of directors as joint chairman. As a recognized leader in brand licensing, publishing, and retail, Mooney will join the new family online entertainment and transmedia company focused on building a new global brand experience to bring families closer together. As they put it, our intention is to create a global family brand that spans generations and cultures. Our stories and characters will come to life and be enjoyed by parents and children in the digital and virtual worlds. And that is spoken to and that is spoken by the one and that is spoken by Paul Taylor, Chief Executive Officer of TRC Entertainment. With Andy's track record in building, extending and evolving global brands, he is going to be a huge asset to our company as we continue to develop. Now, many people may know Andy Mooney as chairman of Disney Consumer Products, and his team revolutionized Disney licensing businesses, reinvented Disney stores, and opened Disney English language learning centers in mainland China, creating new existing growth opportunities for the company. He is also the man behind creating the Disney Princesses, and fairies franchises now this is a great move for the andy i mean seriously he has a great proven track record and now he can help another company with great family entertainment and just look at what he has done with the disney franchises with the princesses as well as the fairies those have gone on for years and years and come on if you have a little girl you know it is embedded in your house 
So if you want to find out more, definitely check out TRC Entertainment at their official website at trcentertainment.com. Now moving forward, since it is Halloween, let's talk about a couple of other things that are a little bit more spooky, a little bit more scary. And how about Theme Park Connection selling an official replica of the Disneyland's Haunted Mansion home? Yes, just in time for Halloween, a distinct Georgia home is being sold by Theme Park Connection, the world's largest Disney pawn shop with more than just 10,000 square feet as a replica of Disneyland's Haunted Mansion that features bizarre noises, lightning crashes, and ghosts. Now, Theme Park Connection specializes in buying and selling some of the rarest Disney items, including props, signs, and memorabilia. Now, the home is located in a gated community, and the seven-bedroom and six-bath home has hosted two weddings and numerous parties already. The owner designed his home in 1996 with dimensions and architectural structures to match Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. Now, the owner used the same foundry that Walt Disney used for the real attraction for the iron within his home. Now, the home has an authentic welcome plaque and gate entrance with the iconic four white pillars and the four faux smokestacks, which match the Disneyland's Haunted Mansion 2AT. Now, there are no doom buggies in store for this, but you do have flickering lights, outside elements that add the uniqueness and the scariness and the replica of the home's exterior. Now, as Mark puts it, CEO of Theme Park Connection, this definitely is the most unique Disney item we have ever offered for sale. Now, if you'd like to find out more about this, maybe put in a bid for it, get the Haunted Mansion for your own, relocate to Georgia, you can find out more at themeparkconnection.com. Now, as I'm wrapping up news here this week, one more thing let's talk about. Let's talk about iPads, iPhones, and Disney Channel. And everybody knows that now, you know, come on, moving around on the web, moving around on your iPad, on your iPhone is important. And you want to have a fun app to keep your children occupied, you know, teaching them some things, helping them learn. Now, jump all aboard because Budge Studios has launched Chuggington Trinastic Adventures for the iOS systems. That's right, from the developers behind Minnie's Bowmakers and Dora's Ballet Adventure, now there is the Chuggington Trinastic Adventures, a train set adventure for the iPhone, iPad, and iTouch that is now currently available. Now this is based on the popular show Chuggington, which you can find on Disney Junior and Disney Channel, that is in a variety of different programming blocks for ages two to seven year old children, all the time, 24 hours a day on the Disney Junior cable network. Now this is gonna be a great interactive app for your iPhone, iPad, and iTouch. Now you can do a variety of different things on here from creating the ultimate Chuggington app. You can also create your very own train, follow the different tracks, do puzzles, add buildings, create interactive rails, and also help them get through the town by solving problems along the way. There's additional build and play modes that allow players to customize the world by adding buildings and additional trains and characters. Now, there's also the ability to upgrade and personalize their trains with exciting accessories for an additional fee. Now, this is great. It is fun. I mean, come on, you got to find enough apps for children out there. How many parents give their child the iPad when you're sitting at the store or waiting somewhere? sitting at the doctor's office now they can have some fun and keep it educational they can learn they can solve stories and grow as well now you can get this right now for $3.99 which isn't a bad price for the app it's kind of standard for most apps nowadays in the app store so definitely check it out on iTunes and go there and purchase it get it for your iPhone your iPad the all-new Budge Studios Chuggington Trinastic Adventures app for the iOS systems so all of you D-heads, there's been a lot of news here this week, a lot of fun things going on, and yes, it is Halloween. I hear a lot of things rumbling, going bump in the night. It could just be somebody trying to scare me right now. But there's been a lot of fun things going on, and a lot of spooky things going on here at the Diz On Demand studios right now tonight. Maybe it's just that spooky movie I was watching a little while ago. 
but not quite sure. But all of you D-heads, Halloween is here. We got a lot of fun things planned. We have the one and only Judith Hogue stopping in very shortly. The beautiful, the gracious actress is going to be stopping in, calling us live from Nashville, and talking about her career, being on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Halloween Town series, and the new hit show, Nashville. So Judith is going to be stopping in and talking with all of you D-heads. And coming up very shortly, we also have Tony, our D-team member with Disney by the Numbers. This week, giving you the top five things you didn't know about, uh, something a little bit about Epcot. And we have the world debut. Yes, we have the all-new debut of Jamie Wright, the all-new D-Team member. Now, you heard him debut last week here at Disney On Demand as he phoned in a little bit of a teaser about his segment. Well, you're going to hear Jamie here very shortly. He's going to be stopping in, doing a little more of a formal intro, letting you know just more about him and the artist corner. So we have a lot of things planned here for this week, keeping it spooky, keeping it scary, keeping it all full of Halloween fun. So I'm going to check out these creeks, check out these spooky noises, grab myself a handful of candy corn, maybe candy corn with a Mickey picture on the package. You never know. And I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. Tonight at 8, 7 central, it's Halloween Town. Marty Cromwell's family can't be normal. Why? Because her grandmother's a witch. Totally. And she lives in Halloween Town, where it's Halloween all the time. Halloween is cool. Well, battling an evil shadow creature is just not normal. Oh, being normal is vastly overrated. Find out more about Marty Cromwell's family's vastly strange powers. Powers? What powers? It's Disney Channel's original movie, Halloween Town. Tonight at 8, 7 central, only on Disney Channel. Disneyland is a magical place. I remember the time me and two of my friends went to Disneyland. 
I was 10 years old, and it was the greatest day of my life. In fact, it was the day that Disneyland first opened. My mom dropped us oh, off. Wait, and Woody. Disneyland is celebrating its 35th birthday. The day that it opened, you had not yet been born. Oh, no, no. It was the opening day, all right. There were people everywhere with these special Mickey Mouse-shaped balloons. They have those every day. Yeah, but do they have a parade down Main Street every day? Yes. With fireworks? Listen to this. I know it was the first day because every flower in every garden in the whole park was blooming and there was not a piece of trash anywhere. But Woody, Disneyland is always like that. But Mickey Mouse was there and he actually shook my hand. We've all met him. They're there all the time. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, they're all there. Goofy? Yeah. Been Goofy? Yeah. yeah. What's he really like? Oh, a great big guy. Gotta have a size 16 shoe, I think. Believe it. All this time, I thought my experience was so special, and now I find out it's just plain old everyday stuff. Everyone who goes out to Disneyland meets Mickey and sees a parade and goes to the haunted house and falls in love with the girl of their dreams in a dark corridor. And... Oh, wait a second, buddy. What's this dark corridor stuff? Huh. I remember it as if it was yesterday. <laughs> Me and my friends had been on almost every ride that day, right? I mean, everyone that we were tall enough for. And... Now it was time for the Haunted Mansion. Come on, Woody, let's go. Gosh, I don't know. We're going to have to leave pretty soon. We haven't done the teacups yet. The teacups? What a wuss. I'm not a wuss. The teacups are kind of scary. Well, Woody, we're going in. Hey D-Heads, this is Tony Casanova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com bringing you this week's Top 5 Things You Did Not Know about the International Food and Wine Festival in Epcot. Number 5. 3,000 gallons of soup, including the best-selling cheddar cheese soup, will be consumed during the festival. Number 4. 360,000 servings of beer will be consumed at the festival. Number 3. 300,000 wine servings will be consumed at the festival. Number two, 600,000 forks will be used during the festival. And the number one thing you didn't know about the International Food and Wine Festival is 1.5 million food samplings will be served throughout the 46 days of the festival. Thanks, and we'll see you in the parks. You're listening to Disney On Demand. This is Corey Burton saying, please keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the headphones at all times. Thank you.
Finishing up a little work. Welcome to the Disney Sunday movie. Now, I admit that tonight's feature, Mr. Boogany, is a little weird. It's a family comedy all about ghosts, evil spirits, and a very haunted house. But look at that. The guys in the special effects department here at the studio knew I was introducing Mr. Boogany. And this is their idea of a little joke. Very funny guys. Pyrotechnics, wonderful really. phone book, hot telephone call. Nobody has a magnifying. Okay, my chair, great. I'm keeping my coffee. <laughs> hey guys, this is not funny. This is not funny. I just hope you figured out a way to get me back by next week. You are now invited to enjoy the world premiere of World of Color. Hey D-Heads, this is Jamie, introducing and welcoming you to a new segment called The Artist Corner. This segment is actually in a two-part series. The segments are going to be dedicated to is what I call the wonderful world of Disney art and animation. In each of these episodes, we'll be covering many of the things how Disney character sketches are done to the Disney fine art paintings. These segments are meant to allow you to learn and explore the artistic side of Disney. We'll be looking and talking about drawings and paintings that you might see in the art galleries and looking at exactly how they're put together and give you more of an idea of how they're made and as well as give you some information that you may not know about Disney artists. I've been very fortunate to have personally met and know many of the artists and have received some wonderful professional training from them. So I hope to share many of my sketches and paintings with you. 
We will cover many more topics in future episodes, all from the animation process, Walt's Nine Old Men, and who exactly they were and what they did. We'll talk about drawing techniques the artists used to create one-of-a-kind Disney sketches from additional animation pieces, along with equipment used by the artist. Within the Diz Radio blog and fan Facebook page, I'll be sharing a sketch of the month that will be displayed and share the drawing techniques used by the licensed Disney artists that make the pencil sketches appear to pop off the paper as if it came right off an animation film itself. So it should be nice eye candy for you if you're a fan of Disney art and animation. We'll also be sharing some Disney art news that might be in the headlines, now whether you're in California at Disneyland or in Florida at the Walt Disney World Resort. Just to tell you a little bit about myself, I've been a police officer for nearly 20 years now in my hometown, and to relieve a little stress that might come with the job, I went back to my childhood hobby of character drawing. I've always loved sketching and drawing as a kid and decided why not pick my hobby back up and start drawing again. And I've always loved Walt Disney Parks as a kid and into my adult years learned more and more about the man behind the myth, Walt Disney. The more I learned from him and what he accomplished made me even more of a Disney fan today. As we all know, Walt Disney was a storyteller and with being a storyteller that he was, it all started with a drawing. Or maybe it was a mouse. Maybe it was a drawing of a mouse. Anyway. You know, as they say, Disney fans are a breed all their own because, well, we we truly get it. Now on to some art news. If you're going to be here in Florida at the Walt Disney World Resort, the 37th Annual Festival of the Masters, presented by Michaels, is a vibrant open-air fine arts festival of the downtown Disney area. It's going to be held November 9th through November the 11th. Discover fun for the entire family, including dazzling displays of -of one-of-a-kind of limited-edition painting, photography, sculptures, jewelry, and more. There'll be hands-on activities for guests of all ages and interest, live musical performances, unique shopping opportunities from the fine art Disney collectibles. Whether you're seeking a colorful day amid Disney magic or a spectacular piece for your personal collection, you'll discover a variety of delightful experiences at the Festival of the Masters presented by Michaels. Now next time in our part two of our segment, I would like to dedicate to what we call the Merchandise Show Artist. They're the most popular artists that are located in the parks. We'll talk about their drawing techniques and share a few as well and tell you where they're located on Disney property. So I'll be looking forward to each and every episode of The Artist Corner. And from myself and DizRadio.com, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you real soon. Here's a special home shopping party peek at a great little shop. That's right, shoppers. I've heard about this special little shop. Well, let's go check it out.
flakes? Who eats honey-flavored grasshopper flakes? Gremlins. Apparently, it's the only thing they will eat for breakfast. I think his name is Bobby, you guys. Extra fresh. And where is your grandmother? Sophie, let's go! I'd really rather that we weren't late on our first day of school. Boy, Soph! Yeah. I'm not screwing up my perfect attendance record just because you want to bring a little peace and harmony to the universe. Yeah, well, some things are more important than your perfect attendance record. Like reuniting the worlds, for example. Why does reuniting the worlds have to involve me sharing a bathroom with an ogre and a gremlin named Bobby? If I can get this spell right, none of us will have to share any bathrooms. That doesn't look like a level one spell. We know I'm almost at level two. Yeah, and that means you're still at level one. But you just trust me. Okay, I know what I'm doing. Hey, D-Heads. When you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. And have a magical day. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again. I hope you're enjoying our final not-so-scary Halloween edition here at Disney On Demand. We've had all kinds of Disney news in the horizon, and what is that all about? Seriously, Disney purchasing Lucasfilm LTD. I personally am all for it and think it is fantastic. I am just psyched for this one. I think it's going to be great for the franchise. I also want to thank Tony from Disney by the Numbers for stopping in with the top five things you didn't know about once again. And if you want to get more numbers, stats, and behind the scenes, definitely check out his official website at DisneyByTheNumbers.com. I'd also like to give that warm welcome once again to our new DT member, Jamie, with the Artist Corner. I'm sure he has a lot of things in the horizon, and we're going to be seeing a lot more and, well, not seeing but hearing a lot more from jamie in the upcoming weeks on disney on demand so welcome jamie once again definitely check him out on our official website at disradio.com and the d team page and shoot him a hello shoot him a warm welcome and uh tell him you know your thoughts of what you think about the segment and uh welcome him to the team now we've had a lot of fun things going on for this halloween show here this week at disney on demand so i'm not going to give it too much more news right now but i will mention once again if you haven't had a chance definitely check out our all new website at disradio.com that's d-i-z radio.com you can find the latest news interact with us contact us follow us on our social media networks interact with the d team and check our full archives of past shows so definitely check out the all new relaunched redesigned dizradio.com d-i-z radio.com and you can always listen to our lifetime of disney player right there on the homepage as well so all of you d-heads i'm not going to talk too much more because the lights are flashing as always right on cue judith hogue is here she is ready to talk with all of you d-heads ready to just let loose with some fun halloween tidbits this month she's calling us live from nashville so we're not going to make her wait too much longer so before i let you go i'm going to give you some more halloween fun some tunes i'm going to prep things up with miss hogue right here on the line and i'm going to leave you with lexi our d-team member from down under and she's going to give you a little bit of a bio career history and a look into the life times and career of our special guest this week, Judith Hogue. Happy Halloween, all of you D-heads, and the next time I am back on the line, you're going to hear me chatting with Miss Gwen Cromwell from Halloween Town. Yes, Judith Hogue. Be right back, all of you D-heads. if you will. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, but with a difference. 
Prepare yourself for a thrilling new climax that's faster, longer, and more terrifying than ever before. Because nothing's ever the way you expect it in the Twilight Zone. Challenge the new Tower of Terror only at the Disney MGM Studios. Disney's DTV monster hits features the music of Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, the Eurythmics, ELO, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Rockwell, Ray Parker Jr., Daryl Hall, and Bobby Boris Pickett. Now your host for tonight, the one who knows all, the magic mirror on the wall. Good evening. Oh, good, she's not here. I mean, my former employer, the wicked queen in Snow White, you know. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's me, the slave in the magic mirror. It's 50 years since I first appeared on the silver screen. Back then... Rock had a different meaning. We'd beware of rocks, especially if they were rolling. <laughs> Tonight, we'll share some slightly scary monster hits from the dungeons of Disney. Delicious little things that go boom in the night. <laughs> I love a good fright, don't you? So, join me and my co-host Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and my old friend, Witch Hazel. Double bubble, toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. Let's mix up a Fright Night brew with great cartoons and rock songs, too. We call that magical potion DTV. Rhythm and blue, harp and soul, and a lock of air from Billy Joel. <laughs> Hi, I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. And then the witch doctor he told me what to do. He said that. I told the witch doctor you didn't love me true. I told the witch doctor you didn't love me nice. And then the witch doctor, he gave me this advice He said that Ooh, 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 ah, ah, ting, tang Walla, walla, bing, bang Ooh, 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 ah, ah, ting, tang Walla, walla, bang, bang Myself a guy that's so much wiser, and he taught me the way to win your heart. 
My friend, which doctor, he taught me what to say. My friend, which doctor, he taught me what to do. I know that you'll be mine when I say this to you, oh baby. everyone. This week's guest is as Halloween friendly as they come. Featuring in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Disney Channel's Halloween Town, Judith Hogue is our Halloween special guest. She loves anything to do with witches and Halloween. Halloween is such a fantastic time to enjoy Disney. There are just so many wonderful Halloween themed movies, decorations and characters... Who can't love a Mickey with Halloween ears? It's just so wonderful. I've seen the pictures of the decorated parks and they just look incredible. So get amongst the ghouls and ghosts and watch your DVDs of Halloween down. Just have fun with it. So this week's special guest, Judith Hogue, may be most well known for playing April O'Neil in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie in 1990. But the adventurous actress racked up a long list of appearances in countless other projects, both before and after that role. Judith is a passionate performer. Born in Massachusetts and married since the 1980s, Judith has two children. It's funny to think that she started acting at 13, but still enjoys her job every time. She once said that this work is never boring. I can go from pretending to live one kind of life to another, to another, to another. It's like a big game of dress-up and make-believe. That's similar to how I feel about being on Diz Radio. If you love what you do, then you never want to stop doing it. I suppose it's that kind of attitude and passion that makes Judith such a wonderful member of the Disney family. She even said that the longer I do this, the more fun it gets and the freer I allow myself to be creatively. So Judith's passion for acting is incredible as she constantly strives to improve her skills and is always excited about a new acting experience. Judith's outlook on life is much like Disney's as she is always positive and supportive of everyone around her. Her advice to aspiring actors is to go after what you desire. Don't heed the commonplace advice that is meant to discourage you. If you want it, go and get it. Be willing to work hard and be patient. Be kind to yourself. Those are definitely words of wisdom. Okay, so now on to Judith's career. Recently, she has appeared in Armageddon and I Am Number Four, among many other films. 
Along with her big screen titles, Judith has featured in a number of TV series, including Roseanne, The Nanny, Murder, She Wrote, The X-Files, The Middle, Grimm, just to name a few. From 2006 to 2011, Judith appeared as Cindy Price on the series Big Love. Now, for us D-heads on the Disney Channel, Judith starred as Gwen Cromwell Piper in the Halloween Town television series. So that includes Halloween Town from the 90s, Halloween Town 2, Halloween Town High, and A Return to Halloween Town. So Judith in the movies was all too eager to keep her children away from Halloween or anything to do with magic. That is so opposite to Judith in real life, who has often said how much she loves Halloween. The Halloween Town series has been labelled as one of the best and most original Disney holiday movies of all time. So, Judith once said that she auditioned for the job in LA, and Michael Healy, an executive at Disney, was a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and couldn't wait to have her as part of the Disney family. Here's a fun fact. Judith still has the mask and hand she wore when she transformed into a creature in the second Halloween Town movie. The Halloween Town set must have been so great and really fun to work on every day. So Disney is lucky to have Judith as part of the family. Also, Judith has appeared in a range of commercials, selling things from restaurants to copy machines, and she's even dabbled in writing. Her talents are not limited to the big screen. For me, it is Judith's attitude that makes her such a special guest. Her positive outlook and dedication to doing what you love is something that most people struggle to hold on to over time. But Judith's passion is definitely alive. Judith Hogue, thank you so much for all of your hard work. Disney definitely would not be the same without you. It annoys the vampires. This bag defies logic. How does all this stuff fit in here? I don't know. You know, dear, if I'm not mistaken, this is Marnie's 13th Halloween. Mm, wonderfully lucky number 13. Totally. Yes, I'm well aware of what number it is, Mother. Hey, look! A pentagram. Wow. Lon Chaney had one of these on his palm when he got bitten by that werewolf. So he did. I've always said the movies can teach us about life. Mother, as I just got through telling Marnie, Halloween is what not else something. What Grandma? That, well, now why don't you uh, put out the pumpkins? You see, they have such cute little faces, just like yours. Neat. Oh, and I thought you'd appreciate these hieroglyphics, Mother. You know these look like the ones from the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Disney Blues, Disney on Demand. What works best in this format is my brother, the way he, the way he brings joy from his fiddle into this music. Right now, he doesn't look very joyous. He's not even holding his fiddle. What, what's going on, Billy? Well, didn't you hear my last solo? It was like somebody else was playing the fiddle. It was playing weird noises and slowing down. It, it was scary. It was like almost like it was haunted. Haunted! Haunted.
That's ridiculous. That's absurd. There is no such thing as a haunted prosperous. That is no such thing as a haunted fiddle. I think your mind. You're conjuring this up in your own mind. Nope. I was playing tricks on you just because of all this stuff around. Nope. I think that if we just jumped right into that music, you're going to find out when you play the fiddle, and it's going to be just fine. I'll try. Just, just go along with me. Trust me. Who's the leader of the club that's made for you and me? That's a bad key for Billy. Let's go into A major, and then we'll do Zippity Doo Dah. Here we go. Zippity Doo Dah, Zippity A. My oh my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine headed my way. Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. That didn't sound like a bluebird at all. That sounded more like a chicken. It's haunted. It's the truth. It's actual. Everything is supernatural. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small world. Wow, can you believe it? It's Halloween time again here at the Disneyland Resort. I'm David Crancy from the Decorating Department, and I'm here at Big Thunder Ranch Jamboree Halloween Carnival. This is amazing. Don't run out and spend $100 on the ghost. I'm going to show you how to do it. It's as simple as some PVC pipe and some soda bottles. Now, I got this right out of my refrigerator, so 99 cents. I got a styrofoam ball that I glued to the top of my bottle. That was $3. And then using a Christmas light that I already had in the attic, I put this right in, in a small hole I made. Now, what's great about this is this is going to be the base for your ghost. This actually provides the illumination. This provides the headpiece. Using some PVC pipe that you can get at any hardware store, you can actually create your own ghost just by using the straight up PVC pipe, spreading out some arms. You can create this as tall as you want. And I actually put a black light on this, so I've got an interior illumination as well as an exterior illumination. And then to finish my ghost off, it's as simple as just getting some felt. So simple, so much fun, you guys. Big, big hit in our neighborhood. You don't have to break the bank doing this stuff. It can be stuff you can do at home with what you already have. What we've done is we've just created some great themed pumpkins. Again, these are very inexpensive pumpkins. We drew our faces on the pumpkin, and you take an awl. It's a lot like a screwdriver, except that it's got a finer tip on it. And you're just going to puncture in every half inch the hole, and you're going to follow the outline of your face. This probably takes maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And then you start plugging in your pegs. This was a really cool idea that my kids came up with, which was candy cones created out of caution cones. Your basic caution cone that you can provide at a hardware store. I've also cut a hole in the back. Again, I'm back to my Christmas lights. Put them right in there. At night, this provides a great 
illumination going up your walkway. These are just some fun ideas. You don't have to break the bank. You can use stuff you have at home and have a lot of fun. Come out and see us here at Disneyland for Halloween time. Have a great and safe season. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, we're back once again for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with us here this week is we are celebrating the darkest and evilest yet most fun holiday of them all, Halloween. We have a very special guest here with us this week. You may know her from a variety of different things, whether you're a fan from Big Love, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or Disney's Halloween Town series, as well as currently on the hit show Nashville. We have none other than Judith Hogue with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh, it is our pleasure having you on. We couldn't imagine any other way to celebrate Halloween than having the mother of Halloween Town celebrate it with us. <laughs> the mother of Halloween Town. Oh, it is our pleasure. You know, when we asked all of our listeners, we were like, you know what? How do you want to celebrate Halloween? And they gave us a list of guests, and Halloween Town kept popping up and kept popping up. And it is one of those that, you know, to this day still is, you know, it's embedded in people's hearts as a fan-favorite Disney Halloween movie. Um, so before we get into everything else and even getting into Halloween Town, I guess uh, starting acting back in 1986 and starting your entire career, um, what led you down the path of being an actress? Um you know what? It was something that I'd wanted to do since I was really, really little. I, I'm one of those strange birds who sort of grew up knowing exactly what I wanted to do. And from the time I was a little girl, I wanted to be an actress. And I think it was probably cemented for me when my mother took me to see a Broadway show uh, that was really loud and really exciting. And, and we were sitting in the orchestra section of the theater and she looked at me because she could see the look on my face and she said what do you think and I said I want to do that and so it, I was kind of it chose me somehow I think as opposed to me choosing it I, I had to just succumb <laughs> it's just one of those things that uh, you knew it was there it just felt natural instantly and uh, you know fate called you yeah and at this point I'm really not skilled to do anything else well, you know, I guess with all of our fans then, you know, shortly after that, you know, starting off in 1990, of course, I got to cover this because I know all of the Ninja Turtle fans out there. Um, we've recently had Rob Paulson, who's a voice of the Ninja Turtles on the show. And, uh, you know, how was it to, you know, don the role of April O'Neil? And I know for a lot of the fanboys out there, uh, you know, they, they had a heartthrob going. Oh, uh, I know. And they're, they're really loyal. Um, I love the Ninja Turtle fans more than I can say. I mean, they're, they're very cool. Um, you know, it's funny because when, when I did the movie, um, no, I had never heard of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, my agent could barely sort of get the title out properly. He was, he would call them for the longest time. He'd call them the Ninja Turtles. And at, at the time that, um, I had auditioned for Ninja Turtles. I was doing a movie called Cadillac Man with Robin Williams. And it looked like I actually wasn't going to be able to do the movie. And then they managed to change the schedule around. And I, I was able to do it. So I would fly during the weekend to Wilmington, North Carolina uh, from New York City. 
to start rehearsals and, and fittings and do just a little bit of shooting as I was wrapping up the movie Cadillac Man. And, and Robin said, where are you heading off to every weekend? And I said, well, I'm, I'm going to Wilmington, North Carolina, and I'm doing this movie. And I was almost embarrassed to say the title because it just, there was no reference for it at that point. Very few people knew the comic. They, you know, nobody knew what it was. And I said, I'm, I'm doing this movie called Teenage Ninja Turtles. And his face lit up. And he said, oh, my God, they're making that the movie? And he was an ardent fan of the comics. And he had the first comic. And he had followed it all, you know, up until that point. And um, was so thrilled that he actually brought his entire family to uh, our premiere when the movie premiered in Los Angeles. Um, so at the time, I didn't know what this was. Certainly, I had no idea it would have the cultural sort of resonance that it, it has to this day. Um, the thing that I was most excited about was that, that you know Jim Henson's Creature Shop was attached to it. And, you know, and the director who had done the AHA video was <laughs> to it. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I, I was thrilled. I was getting my, you know, one of my first leads in a movie. And I, I, I was just thrilled, and, and it just sort of rolled out from there. Well, you know, and like you said, the fans are so dedicated because Ninja Turtle fans, even to this day, I mean, they are so loyal, so dedicated. It's it's amazing. And lucky me, some of them are turning into filmmakers, and uh, I've had the opportunity to work with a couple of them. And there's always ice on every crew that I work with. There's always some person who's just dying because April's there, and it's... And what I'm just saying is it's not just the young guys. It's mostly the young guys, but there's also a lot of young women who also really connect with the movie. So it, it seems pretty universal. It was, it was special. Well, you know, it's one of those moments in times, too. I mean, the 90s, early 90s, I have to say, I don't know, there was something special about it that just can't be captured again. <laughs> well, the time of big hair. Big <laughs> hair and skinny ties. Oh, yes. <laughs> Well, back when Fresh Prince actually was a rapper, not an actor. Yes, and, you know, New Wave was coming up, and there was a lot of great bands, and, yeah, it was fun. I know I had fun. Well, you know, moving on from Ninja Turtles, you know, you've been in some fantastic shows since then. You know, uh, like you said, you've been on a variety of different shows as, uh, you know, uh, a lot of commercials, Quantum Leap, Melrose Place, Roseanne. I mean, the list goes on and on. You've made your rounds, uh, you know, throughout TV, film, you name it. You've also been on such films as, you know, Armageddon, like you said, Cadillac Man, um, you know, you know, constantly working, you know, in a variety of different mediums is, uh, you know, is this the kind of acting where it's just one of those where you want to stay busy as often as you can, as much as you can? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, everybody wants to work. Um, and for an actor, we have these strange jobs where work doesn't last that long. You know, it's the, the length of a movie or the length of an episode or the length of a series or, you know, it's finite in that there's a beginning and an end versus it's, this could go on for years and you could have a whole life with this company. It doesn't work that way. So for me, it's always been stay working, be challenged, um, just keep doing it. And um, 
I think the thing that for me has always been really helpful is that I have a very positive attitude about it. And I see it as something that's fun and, you know, it's a challenging business, but I think that it's also got, it's also easy in some ways. Work-wise, it's easy when you're in there and you're playing, even though some days will drive you crazy because you just can't get it. Um, but it's, it's something that I feel very blessed because I, I'm an actor who has had a lot of downtime compared to maybe some of um, my friends who I see kind of trying to keep it going. And I have been very fortunate in that it, it has its own life. I am grateful, grateful. Well, and like you said, it's one of those things where it, it is, you know, as long as a show goes or as long as a series goes or a movie. And uh, with that also, you know, you were also on, you know, speaking of series and ongoing series, um, you know, also the uh, 2006 to 2011 being on Big Love, which um, was definitely a unique show, very fun show, had such a loyal following. Um what was your first impression when you were approached with uh, doing the role on Big Love and, and I guess the concept of the show? Well, I had heard about Big Love before it hit the air and I had it was one thing that I when I'd heard the concept I loved it and um, really wanted to get a crack at even just one of the you know, the sister wives. Those were direct offers, and it was like, no, sorry, those are gone, so you're going to have to find another way in, and uh, it was towards the end of the first season, and they said, you know, would you be willing to dye your hair? I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's not difficult. Um, and it was uh, really such a joy, because, you know, HBO is known for its storytelling and the writing, and we had such wonderful writers and wonderful directors and my fellow actors were such delights to work with and um, and it was fun, it was a challenging part because I was not a particularly on the outside nice person um, but I swear to God I did everything from love <laughs> I did, I can have my sister thrown into eternal darkness because I love her well, I mean, were you surprised at how popular the show turned out to be in the end? I mean, it was one of those where I think it was it was almost like a sleeper hit. I mean, you know, it hit, and when it did, it it was big. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Um, I don't think I was surprised just because you know I was inside with the process, and the, you know, I could I read the scripts and I saw the stories, and I I felt like it was kind of irresistible. Um, it was, uh, it, you know, it was interesting. It was always fun when people would get upset about it. Um, it was always fun when, um, you know, we would be able to show something that had never been shown before or um, hit some new territory. It, it, it felt like um, a really great club to be in. Um, and I loved the people that I got to work with. I really did really great cast. Right. I mean, you were surrounding by, you know, such well-known actors that are just as accomplished as yourself. I mean, it had to be just fun, I guess, fun on the on the set in general, just, you know, feeling natural. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're having a great time on Nashville. We're having a great time. It, talk about a, uh, an amazing cast. And um, it feels already 
Well, it did during the pilot. It felt like a family, and, and the family just keeps getting closer and closer. And, uh, you know, we have our fingers crossed that we're going to be around for the long haul. Well, you know, and the show is has taken off like crazy, and it is very popular right now. And, you know, speaking of Nashville, you actually are in Nashville right now, too. So you're not just sitting on a set in L.A. It is legitimately Nashville. Yeah, well, it was really Kelly Corey, who was the creator of the show with R.J. Cutler. Um, Kelly, people would know her because she won an Oscar for the film, um, Thelma and Louise, which is directed by Ridley Scott, and... And um, she is married to T-Bone Burnett, who is a very well-known um, music producer. They lived in Nashville, and they're so, so connected to the music scene here. Um, so it was really important to her that if she was going to make this show, that it was accurate. And because she has so many friends, everywhere we go, you know, it's always fun to be out with Callie because Callie knows everybody. And... Um, you know, she wanted to be able to show her face in this town, um, which she, you know, Nashville loves Nashville, which is exciting, and which we were really hoping that that would be the case. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's just been such a thrill to to watch it grow and to see the way that we've been able to um, embrace some new music that, you know, people haven't heard before. All the music on the show is original. We're working with, uh, not me, but, you know, T-Bone and, and our musical uh, producers and coordinators um, are working with such wonderful artists. And then we have really well-known artists like Elvis Costello has written some music for the show, and there's other people who I'm not allowed to mention who will be having music on the show, and, uh, and we have beautiful singers on the show. I have to figure out how to get myself to me on the show. Because I love to sing, and I am not one of the singing people. But but I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in the back door somewhere. Well, that that would be the goal, you know. That way, you can go up and down uh, Broadway Street, and uh, you know, belt out some pipes. <laughs> there you go. I was certainly singing with Bonnie Raitt last night. I'll tell you that much. Right, you you said you were at the Ryman Theater uh, last night and catching out some fantastic acts. I mean, uh, how was that to just experience this, you know, vintage classic part of Nashville with great singers? Oh my gosh! Well, I'm a, a major Bonnie Raitt fan. I saw her in New York over 25 years ago, and I followed her career. I have all of her music. Um, to see her, you know, after so many years on stage. Again, and the Ryman is just such a special theater. It was formerly a church, so it's um, a very intimate setting, and the acoustics are amazing. Um, to hear her sing, she she just has the most amazing, soulful, soul truth, and um, just uh, it's a transcendent voice that she has. And that John Prine came up and sang with her, and um, so many of the songwriters who music she was singing was in the, were in the audience. Um, she really has an extraordinary band, and she gives them, she's such a collaborator. She, it's not just the Bonnie Raitt show, it's Bonnie Raitt and the band. She's just, you know, loves and adores and really turns the show over to sometimes. So it was, a, it was an extraordinary night, and then getting to meet her was just thrilling, thrilling, thrilling. So okay, I was saying, come, come see our show. Let's find something for you, Bonnie, because she just finished her tour. So, who knows? Now, I'm, I'm not allowed to actually cast Bonnie right in the show, but 
I'm going to try to do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's the kind of thing where it really is. I mean, uh, you know, going back to the show Nashville, I mean, it really is, you know, it's moments like that, like you last night there, you know, it is telling the truth in the way that town works and and how talented the town is and how embracing of music it is. Yeah, and how challenging it is. I mean, the music business is under, you know, it has been morphing and restructuring itself. I mean, it's something that actually Bonnie said on stage last night. She's been at it for 40 years, which is just amazing because she's so vivacious and gorgeous and, you know, um, it's hard to believe that she's been at it for 40 years. But she was. She just said several times on stage how grateful she was that she was still able to do this and that she was selling out on her tour. And, um, you know, the music industry is a really challenging, challenging industry. And um, especially when we have so many young people who want to download all their music for free, they don't want to pay for anything. And what they don't understand is when you don't pay for it, the artist doesn't get paid. And so we have a real cultural issue with that, with, um, young people to, you know, say it's it's worth paying the dollar for the song and and celebrating the artists and making sure that we have wonderful artists who can keep making music and earning a living. And uh, it is, you know, it's a challenging business. So hopefully, we're, you know, we're also showing that it's not just the most lovely thing on the face of the earth. It actually has a lot of shadows to it. Definitely. Now, I guess, uh, uh, you know, with, you know, music, Nashville, moving forward, uh, you know, since it is Halloween, uh, we have to touch base upon it because I know all of our Disney listeners out there are just itching and itching and itching and wondering when are we going to get to it. So, um, you know, let's just move into Halloween Town and the entire Halloween Town franchise because it's one of those that, you know, for a Disney Channel original movie, just has gained such life of its own. And, you know, we have spoken before, we were, were actually talking here on air that, you know, it's just that moment in time. And I remember when I was younger, there was another Disney Channel film back then called Mr. Boogity and Bride of Boogity. And I just, I thought they were awesome. Oh, they were fantastic. And it's the kind of thing where I look back now and I'm like, wow, all right, you know, that, that played a big part. And, you know, like you said earlier, that now these children have grown up and Halloween Town is, it is a piece of their childhood, it is a piece of their history, and, and, and they just love it. So It's comforting. It, like, puts you back to a place where, you know, all is well. It's like a warm sweater. <laughs> well, when it came down to, uh, you know, creating the film, of course, and getting approached for it firsthand, um, you know, and doing a Halloween film, because, you know, doing a film for Halloween is slightly different than, you know, all the millions of Christmas movies out there. It is a niche market. Um, you know, what was your initial reaction with, you know, the script and everything, and also working with the one and only great Debbie Reynolds? Well, that, that was it. That was definitely, it was, it was presented as a movie with Debbie Reynolds. And it was about witches and magic. It was a very sweet script. And um, it, it was something that, and also the executive over at Disney who was in charge at the time <laughs> had a son who was such a Ninja Turtle fan. <laughs> he was like, please. <laughs> My son would love this if you did this. Um, uh, it was charming. It was a really sweet um, story. And who doesn't want to pretend to be a witch. I mean, it's, to me, it wasn't so much that it was about Halloween. It, it's always, what, what's the story? 
what are you what are you getting to pretend to be? I never pretended to be a witch before, and I'm such a reluctant witch at the beginning. And um, you know, it was funny because it was never intended to be, you know, a franchise. It was never. It was always just one movie, and then they came to us about a second movie, and it was like, oh well, okay, sure. Then when they came for a third, it was like, you're kidding, really? Okay. And then he's like, okay, it's a it's a trilogy. And then they came again. But <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, each time I was equally shocked that there there was another. Not that I didn't think that we had it in us, but you know, I when I'm done with the job, I'm with the job you know I, I, I really move on so I'm always delighted well you know and that just shows you know like you said it is such an enduring franchise now that you know people wanted more and they wanted more story and it really is a great story about the uh, you know parent-child relationship as well and you know learning to you know respect each other as well and, and grow as individuals my character Gwen there was such growth in terms of where she started where she was so uncomfortable and so uh, awkward being a human and a witch and then towards the end really embraced it. And it was funny because when we shot that movie on the very first day, I was not a happy camper. (laughs) (laughs) I had a wardrobe that had never been properly um, tailored, so it didn't actually fit my body. And then a hairstyle had been constructed for me that was horrifying to me. And so between these clothes that didn't really fit and weren't very attractive and this awful hair, I had this moment where I really thought, I don't want to leave this trailer. I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I, I look horrible. This is not the vision. The vision of who I thought I was is Gwen, and the, what I saw when I looked in the mirror didn't match at all. And I thought, this is this is sad, this is really bad. So I sat down in my trailer and I went, okay. So, right now, and there wasn't uh, at that moment much support for letting me have any say over what I was going to look like. So I knew I had to kind of live with this. And I was a much, I was younger then, I probably wouldn't allow that to happen today, but I did then, and, and that's fine. Because I sat in my trailer and I went, okay, you don't like how you look. It doesn't feel right. I said, well, you know, for Gwen, she's a witch, and she's pretending to be a human, and so she's acting like a human, and it doesn't really feel right. She's pretending to be somebody else, and and so if the hair doesn't quite work and the clothes don't quite work, it's because you're not telling the truth about who you are. So maybe this is actually a gift. Maybe this is something that you could really work with. And And it was, and I went, oh. Well, yeah, I could do that. Okay, this makes sense to me. And then, boom, I could walk out the door, and I was good with it. And with each movie, it was interesting because as it seemed like the character got more and more relaxed, and it was the same thing as my relationship with the people who were there, got more and more relaxed, and we were able to really let finally go to the place that I had always wanted to go with it, which was to really have fun and to really be honest in the expression of who I was. So it was an interesting journey. It was a very interesting journey. It was fun, and I loved those kids. Well, you know, and working with, you know, such uh, great actors and, and the young cast, I mean, how was it working with, uh, you know, Kimberly, who, you know, has her own fan file- following beyond belief? 
Yeah, yeah, she does. Kimberly just got married this weekend, and I missed her wedding um, because I was here in Nashville. Um, it was wonderful working with her. You know, it's really working with the kids from when they were little. I think we worked together, I think it was over like a nine or ten year span. It was it was a while. Um, right? Something like that. Um, and and that was really fun. It was so much fun working with Debbie Reynolds. She's, the first day that she showed up on set, and we had all met her because we had dinner together. And um, But when she showed up in the crew, and, you know, everybody knows Debbie Reynolds, and she comes in and she says, oh, I'm Princess Leia's mother. <laughs> and they looked at her and went, no, you're not. I mean, you are, but you're Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> Come on. And she's very um, gracious and she's very inventive and hilariously funny. Hilariously funny and she has a million stories. And you just you just gotta get her talking. And she will regale you for hours. She is just wonderful. I felt so grateful and blessed that I had the opportunity to work with her. Well, she is one of the Hollywood greats. I mean, being in such films like Singing in the Rain and working with Gene Kelly, I mean, I can imagine the kind of story she has. Oh, yeah. She talked all about that experience and how difficult that was. She was only 16 years old, and they really worked her like a dog in that. And it was super challenging. And she was, I mean, go back and see that movie. She's so good in it. She's such a wonderful actress. I mean, I can't, I kind of can't say enough about her. No, it was it really a joy. Well, with working in the Halloween Town films uh, as well, I guess is there any one of the films out of all four of them that is your absolute favorite to date? Um, my favorite. Uh, I think one of my favorites was Halloween High, where we had all the crazy um, kids. Lucas Grabeel was in it, and and um, uh. All the kids came from Halloween Town to come live with us in our house. And that one was one of my favorite ones. I think the story in the first one was really great. I think we sort of didn't uh, nail it necessarily in the second one. And then it was it was odd to do our fourth one without Kimberly. Um, you know, she was such a part of the cast. So that was, you know, a, a bit of an adjustment. But I... You know, I've done been in this business for so long, and you know there were different Batman's. <laughs> there have been different Spider-Man's, and uh, that's how it goes. And so it was a bit of an adjustment, but it, but I would say that all it was an evolution the whole way, and you know have those creatures around us and the amazing effects. Um, shop that we worked with, and we would all go into the trailers and play with the prosthetics, <laughs> play with the masks, <laughs> and they would and they would let us. Well, you know, and the series was so popular now that, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where you are part of uh, everyone's Halloween. You're the mother of Halloween on Disney Channel when they have the Halloween Town Marathon now. Yeah, going out during the month of October is interesting. <laughs> um, I, I have to say the place, though, that it really kind of stunned me was I was in um, Soweto in South Africa, probably about oh, six 
years ago, and I was shooting there, and I'm in this restaurant, like, in Soweto, and, you know, I don't know anybody there. I was there working, and I had this wonderful driver who was taking me around and showing me where he lived, and it was such a fun day, and he took me to this restaurant that was just this crazy, wonderful restaurant, and you go through this line where there's just, like, pots on hot plates, and in each pot is some delicious something that you don't really know what it is because there's no signs or labels about what it is that you're eating. You just ladle it out onto your plate. And, and then my, I'm in this line, and this girl keeps looking at me, and she says, are you the mom in Halloween Town? <laughs> and it was really one of the most surreal moments. <laughs> Because I was literally on the other side of the world. And I thought, wow, this show has some reach. But then it's really, it's Disney has the reach. Well, it's the kind of thing where, you know, once once you're part of the Disney family, uh, you know, you're you're going to be remembered forever. I'm grateful for that. Now, uh, you know, with, with Halloween and, you know, it being the Halloween season, um, uh, wouldn't you mind uh, answering a couple of questions that we have from a variety of our uh, Twitter followers as well, if you don't mind? <laughs> uh, one of our questions was, have you ever dressed up as April O'Neil for Halloween? Never. No. Is it anything that you would consider? No. The only time I dressed up like April O'Neil, which was right after the movie came out, I went to go visit a little boy who was three years old, and he was at the Los Angeles Children's Hospital, and he was getting ready to have a bone marrow transplant. He had leukemia. And um, I had found out about him through my sister-in-law, and he had been pretending every single day to be a ninja turtle. And that's how he was fighting his disease. And so they said, would you come to the hospital as April and um, visit with him? And, and I was like, absolutely. So before I went to the hospital, I dressed up. You know, I, I wore some stuff that I had that I had worn in a photo shoot during Ninja Turtles. And I decided to just swing by Toys R Us and just pick him up a whole bunch of toys. Well, the movie had come out. It was a huge hit. You know, Toys R Us is jam-packed full of Ninja Turtle toys. And there I come strolling into Toys R Us dressed as April. (laughs) (laughs) I got as many toys as I could, as fast as I could, and got out of there because it was going to get a little dicey. (laughs) 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 It's like, here. It was a little strange. So that's the only time I've ever dressed up as April and Neil when I wasn't actually shooting the movie. All right, and another one of our questions, as they put it, is uh, Miss Hogue, one thing, name one thing that has frightened you the most, and how do you cope with it from other fears? Oh, one thing that frightens me the most. I think the thing that frightens me the most, really, is that I would lose one of my children. That to me is the scariest thing. So, what I do is I don't think about it, <laughs> I just imagine them being well. And I, I'm blessed because I'm not a particularly fearful person. Not to say that I don't have fears, but my fears are things that um, I don't pay a lot of attention to. I I take it two ways. One, I either don't give it a lot of my time because it's really not worth it. Or, if I'm really afraid of something, I look square at it. You know, I put a big old light on it. 
And fears tend to be things that shrink in the light. So when you practice facing them, or if that's not the right way to do it, ignoring them. So many, so many of the things that we're afraid of never come to pass. It's kind of like wasted thinking. Very true. So I, I try not to do that. Well, and I can relate to that. Being a father of four kids, I can relate to uh, that being one of your biggest fears. Yes, that is my biggest fear. Other than that, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty, <laughs> I'm a pretty hopeful person. I think it's all going to turn out great. <laughs> well, all right, I'll, I'll ask you one more, and that is, what is your fondest Halloween memory from either childhood, grown adult, you name it? Oh, gosh. My, I think it was trick-or-treating with my best friend, Veronica Gagliardi, and in our neighborhood, and I grew up um, for part of my life and um, outside of New York City, or north of New York in um, Austin. Um, and we would fill up, we'd get our um, pillowcases and go around the neighborhood together. And it just, we were just out there for hours. And we just would get tons of candy and have so much fun. And uh, I think those are those are some. And then my other favorite Halloween memories are just going out just treating with my kids. We we do we do Halloween big at our house. We, there's a lot of decorating that goes on. We've had haunted houses. We've had parties. We um, we really do enjoy the holiday. <laughs> but we're silly. We're very silly people. Well, you know, doing Halloween big, it just seems natural, being the mother of Halloween Town. And, uh, you know, well, you know, moving on from Halloween Town, you know, I don't want to keep you too long. We know you're really busy on the set. But, um, you know, speaking of horror and scary things, um, you know, you actually have a role in the upcoming film Hitchcock. Um, is there anything that you can let us in on about that? Because I myself am a fantastic fan of Alfred Hitchcock as a director, and I am just excited for this film. Is there anything that you can tell us? Well, all I can say is Anthony Hopkins and Helen Mirren are extraordinary in this film. I'm actually going to see the film, and I hope I'm back in L.A. Um, on the 9th of November um, because I'm going to go to a screening of the film. Um, it's a beautiful script. It was really... Um, such fun to work on. I never got a chance to meet everybody called Tony. I never met him, but Anthony Hopkins, um, who the crew loved, everybody loved, but I did get to, you know, work with Helen Mirren, and that was just a career highlight. She's awesome. We have mutual friends, and I knew going in that she was lovely, and she was just as lovely, beyond lovely. Um, that I had anticipated her to be, and such a fun person to play with. Such a fun person to play with. She's, she is game, and she's gorgeous. And uh, it's, I know there's another uh, Hitchcock movie out now on HBO, and um, it's very different than our movie. Um, I think we're going to win the prize on this one. <laughs> I think it's a really good one. It's a really good one. It's a great cast. Scarlett Johansson and Jessica Biel. I'm definitely looking forward to it because it's it's about time that something is done about Hitchcock. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. 
Well, you know, it's been our pleasure having you on. Like I said, I know you're busy and you have, you know, late nights on the set. But, uh, you know, it was a pleasure having you on, celebrating Halloween with us here at Disney On Demand. And, um, you know, all of our fans out there, all of your fans and all of your listeners that have, you know, everything from Big Love, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the all-new series Nashville, Halloween Town. I, I know your fans are loyal. They love you. And is there any last few words that you want to leave for any of your fans and listeners out there? I do. I want to say a couple things. One is thank you. Uh, I so appreciate the people who do follow me and who show such love and devotion. And um, I really am very touched by that. I think that, you know, a performer, if you don't have people who are interested in, in watching you perform, then, you know, then why are you doing it? Um, so I am so grateful to my fans, and I love connecting with them. The other thing is to say anybody who is on the Eastern Seaboard tonight as the storm is hitting, all of our thoughts and prayers are with you. I have family members there. I have dear friends there, and we have our fingers crossed. We hope for the minimal amount of damage and certainly no loss of life and property, and we're just, um, we're all thinking good thoughts for all the people on the East Coast. Definitely. Our prayers are with all of them. And, you know, it was a pleasure having you on once again. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. And good luck uh, on the new series. Thanks, Pat. We're really excited. And, uh, you know, we hope that everyone will watch from Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central. And uh, fingers crossed that we get to be here for a good long time. Which is which? Can you tell me, please? Oh, which which is which? Is it me or do they all look alike? The one is on a broom and one is on a bike. Which which is which? They've all got crooked noses. Which which is which? They all have curly toes. Is this making sense to say that they're identical as Uh, hi, <laughs> are you Esmeralda? Uh-uh, no, but I've got a nice 
on, Goofy. Let's get out of here. Whoa, I'm right behind you! Trying to explain that Mr. Boogity is just a character in a movie. He's make-believe. He's not a ghost. His so-called mysterious cape was made in the studio's costume department. He has no mystical powers. Here, I'll show you. Boogity Boogity! <laughs> Gee, Michael, you made Mr. Boogity mad. Yeah, there is no Mr. Boogity. This is ridiculous. The guys in the special effects department are at it again. Mickey, call my office. Okay, Mike. Hey, get me down from here. Goofy. Yeah? Call the auto club. Gotcha, Michael. Someone's got to get me down by next week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good night, guys. Good night, Good night Mike. Mike. The grand prize was... Cooper. Dressed envelope to... Davis and Kirk. Right? Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. EC82. Hey gang, welcome back to another spectacular edition. Glad you were able to wipe away the cobwebs and find your way back down here as we bring out another ghoulish delight from the Disney vaults to you this week. Very, very happy to have found a note at the table saying that the one and only Gwen Piper, I mean Judith Hogue, is coming to join us here on Disney On Demand. So what a better way to wrap up Halloween and our festivities that have been not so scary around here and bring you another Disney Channel original DVD release of Halloween Town as we take it out of the vault and bring it to you this evening. As I've stated before, this is a Disney Channel original film, as back then, as they were acknowledged so greatly long ago. It was released on October 17th, 1998, and of course this was during their, this was during their Halloween haunts on the Disney Channel at the time. Disney Channel original films have always teetered on whether to be released as a feature film or just a television movie, and a lot has to do with the production value of that. This series, the Halloween Town series, has been well revered and could have quite possibly have been released as a as a Disney movie within the theaters. This was the case for Hocus Pocus, which was originally supposed to be a Disney Channel original film, but as larger stars and directors started to be signed on, the film became more than a television film and became the theatrical release we know today. Halloween Town could have followed in that same footsteps, but at the time, the Disney Channel was trying to reinvent itself once again. We are at this point 10 years after the what would be considered the golden age of the Disney Channel, as it has been retooling itself to become the Disney Channel we know it today. Halloween Town is a very simple film, but a fun family film altogether. We meet the Pipers, Gwen, the matriarch of the Piper family of course played by Judith lovingly throughout the entire film, as well as through the entire series. There's something special about the Piper family that goes back even further to Aggie, the matriarch of the entire family. Played by the Broadway babe Debbie Reynolds, is a special lady, not only being the mother of Gwen, 
and the grandmother of Marnie, Dylan, and Sophie, but she also contains one special power, as does all the Piper family. They all contain magic. Aggie, making her traditional Halloween visit, comes on a very special Halloween night. Marnie is celebrating her 13th Halloween and must begin her training as a witch. If she doesn't, just like any magical power, you use it or you lose it. Gwen would like to leave the magical side of her family alone and see that her children grow up as normal. However, Aggie, being the wise grandmother that she is, feels that she can continue on the family power and Marnie doesn't disagree. It is the intense crisis in Halloween Town that pulls them into a portal soon to battle all of the evils in which Halloween Town has to offer, including the Warlock Calabar. For a relatively short made-for-the-Disney Channel film, this is a wonderful film to enjoy during the holidays. Running at 84 minutes, you can see there is a touch of holiday still within it. You can see the care and detail that has been put into this film. As I touched on earlier, this did spur three other sequels, all of which are just as enjoyable. Now, on to the DVD. At present time, there is no Blu-ray release. However, the most recent release of this film, actually back in 2005, is a double pack for Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2's Calabar's Revenge. With it being a dual pack, of course you get both films. That's a great deal. However, on the special features side, we're still lacking on a little bit of that. The magic of Halloween Town movies is your insight to the backstage look of all the Halloween Town movies. That included the newest Halloween Town at the movie at the time, Halloween Town High. So unfortunately, the greatest extra you can be getting out of this is learning that there would be a third movie. Of course, we already know that there's a fourth movie as well. But this should not stop you from purchasing the film, if you haven't purchased it already. If you're not interested in purchasing the DVD, how are you going to watch this fine film? Well, as we're running down through the end of Halloween, you might be able to still catch it on ABC Family's 13 Days of Halloween, and if you're very lucky, it may be on demand on some cable systems. Regardless, the Disney Channel or ABC Family may be running a marathon and or one of these films just in time for Halloween. It's just around the corner, so you can't miss it. For it being a Disney Channel original film, and for the fact that the, D the DVD can be a single or a dual pack, I'm going to have to give this movie a three ears. Not because of the minimal runtime, but more because of the smaller plotline. The acting is superb, especially for the age of the children and the well-crafted actresses in Debbie Reynolds and Judith Hogue. And the well-crafted actresses in Debbie Reynolds and Judith Hogue. But again, this is a Disney Channel original film, and it's more meant to in entertain than to get a lot out of it. Can you get a lot out of it? Of course you can. There's a four, there are four movies that go along with this that all tie with one another and have some great intermingling storylines and other plot points that continue throughout all four films. You sit down and watch them all, you'll find some interlocking pieces that can give you some great insight into Halloween Town itself and maybe some lore that you weren't certain of. Again. It's a great film to sit down, enjoy with your, your family, especially during this haunted season. 
Well, the curtain's coming down and the popcorn's empty, so it must be time to say goodbye to all my company. But fear not, we, even though we are leaving the Halloween season, it only means that a few other holidays will soon be creeping up and other fine Disney holiday specials will be coming out of the vault from their DVD case and into your player. So until then, trick or treat, don't eat too much candy, and next week we'll be in unwrapping another fine DVD or Blu-ray for you to enjoy from the Disney archives. So until then, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always inside of you. What's boo? Okay, you don't have to be afraid. But you gotta get ready for Disney Channel's Oktoberfest. Magical Fest! Every night this month, all of your favorite Halloween movies that make you laugh, jump, and scream. <laughs> including a special week of witches. Are you broids a little old to be trick-or-treating? It's all part of the premiere party for the newest Disney Channel original movie, Twitches. Starring Tia and Tamara Mori. A month of ghosts and goblins, monsters and magic, witches and wizards. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? Disney Channel's Oktoberfest. Next time, Marshall gets to stay outside with the monster. Oh, no offense. Mm. Every night this month at 8, 7 central, only on Disney Channel. So I hope you enjoyed this week's Halloween edition of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. I want to thank all of you D-heads out there for tuning in all month long for our not-so-scary Halloween editions here at the show. Now, I want to thank the one, the only, the beautiful Judith Hogue once again for stopping in and chatting with all of you D-heads here on our special Halloween edition here at Disney On Demand. If you haven't had a chance, definitely check out the Halloween Town franchise, the original 1990s live-action classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as well as Nashville, currently on a variety of networks in your area, and Big Love from HBO. So thank you, Judith, for stopping in, and I know I personally am going to be waiting for Hitchcock to be hitting the screens in 2013. Thank you once again for stopping in and 
celebrating Halloween with all of our D-heads out here. If you've liked all of our Halloween shows, or maybe this is the first one you've caught all season long, be sure to check out our archives at DizRadio.com, and you can check out all four of our not-so-scary Halloween editions with special guests like Ken Page, Larry Bagby, Suzanne Blakesley, and Judith Hogue. So definitely go ahead and check it out at DizRadio.com. Now, I'd also like to thank all of the D-team members once again of Jamie, Tony, Lexi, and Jason for bringing their signature segments here at the show. Without the D-team making the magic happen, there would be no Disney On Demand. So thank all of you for your hard work, your dedication, and just coming on the show every single week for all the D-heads to listen to you. Thank you once again, D-team, and be sure to check out the D-team, all of their bios, and connect with them on our official website as well. Now, since Halloween is officially closed off, Halloween has arrived. It's time to close things out for our not-so-scary Halloween editions. But before I do that, I'm going to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit us on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can go ahead and check out all the latest news, past shows, archives, all about the bio, contact us, and more officially at DizRadio.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U as well. You can always chat with us live in real time on Skype or AOL Instant Messenger at DisneyBlue, or you can always call our Magical Memories hotline, where you can leave a message, a voicemail, a shout-out, or a question, and you just may hear yourself here on the show. And you can find all of these links and more, including ways to listen to our show on Stitcher, on your Droid, or in iTunes on your iPhone as well. You can find all of this on our website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. Now, all of you D-heads out there, Halloween has now arrived. It's the end of our not-so-scary Halloween editions, but we have more holidays around the corner, more special guests coming up very soon, and come on, Christmas is just around the corner, including the official launch of the all-new Fantasyland. And there's a lot of things coming up, so definitely have some fun. If you are partying this weekend, definitely be safe. Be safe no matter where you are. Watch your children. Have some fun trick-or-treating. And be sure to catch that last-minute Booty U Parade, if you can, at the Walt Disney World Resort or Halloween time at Disneyland. Thank all of you D-heads once again for stopping in all month long for our Halloween editions and tune in next week as we have all new fun, all new seasons, and all new guests about to arrive. So what better way to close out Halloween one last time, all of you D-heads, but by taking a final trip through Walt Disney's Haunted Mansion. Catch you next week, all of you D-heads. When hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Haunted Mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. (laughs) Our tour begins here in this gallery, here where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now.
Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? Hmm? And consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors. <laughs> Which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. <laughs> the real chills come later. Now, as they say, look alive, and we'll continue our little tour. And let's all stay together, please. There are several prominent ghosts who have retired here from creepy old crypts all over the world. Actually, we have 999 happy haunts here. But there's room for a thousand. Any volunteers? Hmm? <laughs> if you insist on lagging behind, you may not need to volunteer. And now, a carriage approaches to take you into the boundless realm of the supernatural. Take your... Loved ones, by the hand, please, and kindly watch your step. Oh, yes, and no flash pictures, please. We spirits are frightfully sensitive to bright lights. The carriage that will carry you into the moldering sanctum of the spirit world will accommodate you and one or two loved ones. Kindly watch your step as you board, please. We spirits haunt our best in gloomy darkness. So remember, no flash pictures, please. Do not pull down on the safety bar, please. I will lower it for you. And heed this warning. The spirits will materialize only if you remain quietly seated at all times. I must insist you remain seated at all times. And please, no flash pictures. Ghosts are frightfully sensitive to bright lights. find it delightfully unlivable here in this ghostly retreat. Every room has wall-to-wall -wall creeps and hot and cold running chills. Shh! Listen.
Our library is well stocked with priceless first editions. Only ghost stories, of course. <laughs> and marble busts of the greatest ghost writers the literary world has ever known. They have all retired here to the haunted mansion. Actually, we have 999 happy haunts here. But there's room for a thousand. Any volunteers? Well, if you should decide to join us, final arrangements may be made at the end of the tour. A charming ghostess will be on hand to take your application. Contact. She has a remarkable head for materializing the disembodied. And ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourines. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond. Let there be music from regions beyond. Wizards and witches, wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. Rap on a table, it's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. The happy haunts have received your sympathetic vibrations and are beginning to materialize. They're assembling for a swinging wake and they'll be expecting me. I'll see you all a little later.
so don't your eyes and don't try to hide. For a silly spook, they sit by your side. Show out in Just in time, there's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> they have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. Now I will raise the safety bar, and a ghost will follow you home. <laughs> We can elude these grim grinning ghosts by leaving your doom buggy now. Kindly step out to your left, please. Quickly now. Please exit by stepping away from the cars with your left foot first. Step out and stand on the moving platform, please. Please exit to your left by stepping away from the cars with your left foot first. Step out and stand on the moving platform, please. Be sure to bring your death certificate. If you decide to join us, make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues Disney on Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney Company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon. Oh.